I was just getting in. I didn't want you to think I had like passed out on you or anything. <laughs> Here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick brew. God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For Glorious. Hello, my friend. It is good to see you. How are you? Sunburn. Sunburn? Tell me how <laughs> that happened. I went kayaking at sunset to and from a castle. And I, at almost 40, still don't understand sunscreen for my whole body. Yeah, it's it's something that we all mistaken. My most recent uh, remembrance of what an idiot I can be, we were in Belize. I got that. It's just the way it comes out. We were in Belize. We were vacation in Belize. <laughs> we're in Belize, and I am under an umbrella the entire day. Now... Logic dictates that should be pretty, pretty safe from the sun. With the occasional swim, I spend the rest of my time ducked underneath the umbrella. 100% shade and coverage. But the UV rays taught me a lesson. <laughs> that uh, no matter how safe you think you are, it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the sunburn again. So I got no. I got pretty doggone toasty down there in Belize. It's super weird, and I think it's probably mostly because we were on the water, and so that oh yeah, that reflection bounced up and got me. We would get you the same thing in know. Newfoundland from the snow. Yeah, I've but. gotten it from the snow before. I'm not a fan <laughs> in any any direction, to be honest. With so how long was the kayaking trip? Uh, we was out in Chiclana, so I think. We, we like spent an hour at the castle. It probably took us like 20, 25 minutes to get from where we rented the kayaks out to the castle. And then coming back, the sun was setting. So we kind of like took our time. That's that's not too demanding. I mean, that seems and it's on a river, so it's pretty comfortable. You didn't have a current you were dealing with, right? Um, It's it's in the ocean. Oh, something. it was in the ocean. But it's like in a it's in a bay. Okay. Because of the way that the, and the tide was out. So it's like the way the water was, it was really just the boats, the wake from the boats that kind of gave us. Yeah. Some of the same a little bars. bit of a ride, but it wasn't that strenuous, yeah. strenuous no, of a no. kayak. No, it wasn't like trying to kayak into the ocean in Iceland or anything like that. Now, was <laughs> this, this a benefit of rate or did you have to pay for it? I paid for it. Okay. And for but those I've been people. I've to go on this trip for a million years. It's like the one trip that I wanted to go on. Even when I was stationed in, as active duty, and it never failed. I always had duty, or I was going to be out of town for one thing or another. And, you know, when you're traveling, like, you normally book that pretty far out. And then, like, oh, it's next weekend. Great. <laughs> and I missed it. So it was nice to finally get to go on this. For our Rota listeners, I, and we still have some, thank goodness. And by the way, I'm, I'm working on some promo material that you may have to put on the back of your car. <laughs> oh god <laughs> we still got to promote the show we still have to promote it and our you know our audience is rhoda uh, primarily and it's friends and family and other people that we've met along the way my recent uh, my medical experiences has gotten us some additional promotion and for all the medical practitioners out there who may be listening to the show who've recently met me. Yeah, it's a real thing. I wasn't making it up. We actually we actually have been doing this show for 11 seasons now. Uh, how much how much was it? $85. Okay, $85 a 3-hour commitment. And from what I've seen, 3 hours is a, uh, correct or was it more? Uh with the drive to and from a little bit of traffic, but yeah, we left at like 5:30. We were back by 10 so and uh and all of your experiences there in southern spain would you rate it on one of the things you were glad you did 
absolutely. I would do it again. And you have some fantastic photos taken at the water level. I'm, I hope you share those on the group page. I think people would appreciate seeing these. Interesting, interesting thing uh, in last week's production. So last week we did our show, and we normally recorded on the weekends. Last week we recorded it on a Sunday. But, you know, I'm having some issues, so it took me a little bit longer to get it up. <laughs> anyway, I got That's it up. What she said. <laughs> got it up on Tuesday. Uh, and I did not make the ad. You know, I didn't make the post like, hey, everybody, look at us. I didn't do that. But before I could do that, we had already had 20 downloads. So that oh. means at least 20 people have taken the time using whatever means they have available. All right, so we know it's in Chiclana. We know it's a, it's not that intensive a workout, about a 25-minute row out to the castle, a tour of the castle, 25-minute row back. It costs $85. And if you had to put it on a scale of a one to five, five being amazing and one being horrible, where would you put it in the... Uh, five, six. A, a five, definitely a five. Yeah. All right, There's so ladies... Like a little bar and restaurant out there. So when you get out there, I'm not drinking right currently, but I had a zero, zero beer they had food. I didn't eat, but it was just past my dinner time. All um, right. Well, there, yeah. there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're looking for something interesting to do in the southern Spain area, specifically in the Chiclana, Spain area, go for a kayak trip because that's a cool thing to do. Hey, speaking of cool things to do, one of the things I like to do is make promos for my friends whenever they have something going on. I don't know if you caught it last week, so I'm just going to play it for everybody right now. Number one on Amazon. Number one on iTunes. Stand Up Records presents Mo Alexander and Mo Possum Blues. This live comedy album debuted at number one on iTunes and Amazon. The only comic to record live at the legendary Sun Studio in Memphis, Tennessee. Get your copy now. It's Mo Alexander's Mo Possum Blues. I've been to Sun Studios. Have you been to Sun Studios? I have not. I've been to Memphis, never went to Sun Studios. I've been there. I've seen it. But I, I have been to Graceland, which I can tell you is the whitest thing I've ever done. I have also been to Graceland <laughs> and also the... Mm, no, I've been to a lot of NASCAR, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll, up you, I'll do a one-upper on the uh, whole Graceland thing. I not only went to Graceland, I... Took a poop in the bathroom. <laughs> With better results than... Yes, than yes. Well, his, his the bathroom where he uh, decided to leave this world, unfortunately, at the ripe old age of, uh, I don't know, 47. I was, I was younger than him at the time, but his bathroom was right above his racquetball court. They actually had bathrooms set up for the public. It was an eye-opening tour, you know, uh, as a young, young child... My, uh, my, my parents liked the Elvis music, and uh, I remember the Aloha from Hawaii concerts on television, and I remember w when he died, it was a big deal, you know, it was a big deal, it was Elvis, but, you know, I didn't really think much of it, but the tour of Graceland was very, very informative, very eye-opening, it was pretty cool, I recommend it on the things to do, let me tell you what I did. I went to Graceland while I was in Memphis for work, and Dave Bowman was with me, Big Wave Dave and me. We had driven from Jacksonville, Florida, in a Cadillac that I rented. I was, I was really interested in buying uh, this Cadillac, and I found the best thing to do before you buy a car is to rent it for a while and see if you actually do like it, you know? So I rented this Cadillac. We drove, we drove from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, all the way up there to Millington, Tennessee. And one of the things that we did there, I mean, we ate some great Memphis barbecue. We had a wonderful time. But one of the things we did is we went to Graceland. Now, I, I told Dave, if I can find, if I can find an Elvis costume, I will wear it all the way back to Jacksonville. 16 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if you've priced an Elvis one piece lately, but they are, um, how do they say, quite pricey. They are very, very expensive. Three, four, five thousand dollars. In, in that part of the world. 
Yeah, but it's extra pricey. Not, not like a party city rendition, huh? But if you leave the Graceland property and go to the little, I, I would call it a Chino store, but uh, you you go to a little knockoff novelty store right across the street from the Graceland property, you can buy one for about twenty bucks. And because it was available, I I did. I I bought a Elvis costume, and I drove all the way back to Jacksonville, Florida in an Elvis costume in a black Cadillac. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, not only was it very fun, because it didn't matter. It didn't matter what color you were. Everybody loved seeing Elvis driving a black Cadillac. Everybody loved it. We got people beeping at us, waving at us, taking a picture. We pull over to get gas. I got kids running up to me. Kids. It was a blast. We had so much fun. And then... And then when I got home, I I didn't take the costume off when I came into the house. <laughs> of course you didn't. No, well, and I, uh, I didn't think that you would. <laughs> why? Why would I not give that to my wife? So there I am in my Elvis one piece, walking in the door of my luggage. I will never forget her uh, look of surprise and amazement. But yeah, these are the things I do in life to just have fun in life. Everybody should have fun in life. And I had a blast that and it's it's one of the memories that stayed with me forever. But but Mo, you know, he's a he's a Memphis guy. He's we've talked about Mo a lot on the show. He's he's the guy raising re- rescue possums. <laughs> it takes all kinds. And I've I've known Mo for 20 years. He's a great guy. So I wish him nothing but success. And and I hope people listen to his album uh, Mo Possum Blues and and to, and to help people to get more people driving in that direction. I, I made him a free promo and give him some free publicity on the T Bone and Chick Brew Show. Those are the things I like to do for fun. You exercise, ocean, kayak. Me, I laugh and cut promos. So if anybody out there needs a promo cut for them, it's one of the things I enjoy doing. And I, I didn't get your read on it because I was doing something else. But did you like the promo? I did. It, it, was that not better than AFN quality, which is our really only our, our only scale for production? <laughs> Luckily, we set AFN sets the bar <laughs> at a low jump, you may, not an Olympic qualifying high jump. There, you may notice I have uh, switched up the facial hair just a little bit. I, I have noticed. Well, I, I had a neatly trimmed beard, and then life happens. I get a message, hey, I'm going to be in your area. Oh, okay. Well, if you're messaging me that you're going to be in my area, that means one thing. We need to get together. We need to get together, say hello, chit-chat, talk, whatever. And this is my friend, Howie. Howie Cotton, uh, a friend of mine that I worked together with in Sicily. He's, he's, rolling, he's rolling down the highway, picking up dogs from the ladies' prison. What a, what a gig. <laughs> <laughs> They're, their dogs are sourced through a woman's prison. It's a cool thing that they do. It's uh, it's his job. It's what he does. But if you're driving through my neck of the woods and you tell me in advance, I'm going to try to meet up with you, a meet up with you, and an old old comedy habit. We're going to meet at a Waffle House. And I I have not been to a Waffle House in twenty plus years. So we did. We me and Howie. We and the reason I had to shave my facial hair. Is because I, I always take my hair down in phases. So except when I just go completely bald, and then you, that's something you do all at once. But for facial hair, I take it from a beard down to a goatee, down to a Fu Manchu, and then completely gone and, and start from scratch. Howie has the grizzliest of grizzly man b- beards. He is so full of testosterone. There's just, it's one of those, like any meme you see where it's showing like a masculine man of masculinity, that's how his face they're using. It's just this perfectly groomed, insanely full and luscious beard. And I I couldn't go to him with tiny little jacked up goatee. So I took the goatee down to a Fu Manchu and I kept a soul patch in the middle. And none was the worse for wear. The people of Waffle House accepted us as their own. (laughs) <laughs> Wendy, I need you to do like just some big chops next time. 
Yes. Also. Okay. No That'd problem. I would yeah, look. I'm like looking that. forward to that. Wendy, I never knew you had a tattoo right there. You've never seen me without a shirt on. <laughs> well, <laughs> blessings abound <laughs> me today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we went to the Waffle House. We had a standard Waffle House breakfast. We got to reconnect, you know, for a short period of time before he got back on the road. And it, it was a fun experience all the way around. And you know my thoughts about uh, over tipping. Well, I'm going to tell you, Wendy at the Waffle House will not forget me. And the next time I have to meet somebody, I promise you she's going to remember me. She was a sweet, sweet Waffle House lady. I know exactly what she looked like. And she <laughs> she looks exactly like you think she looks. Exactly like. There's two types of Waffle Houses I have experienced in my lifetime. There's no way to say it other than there's Redneck Waffle House, which can be anywhere. And mm-hmm. uh, and there's hood. There's hood Waffle House. Those are correct. Those are the two genres. You you get one or you get the other. The people inside them are really similar, but yes. at the same time they're different. And but you know exactly what they look like. I know exactly what Wendy would look like in either of those. <laughs> <laughs> The only time I've ever gone to a Waffle House and said, no, no, this, no, this is not good, was Jacksonville, North Carolina. Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) I've been to a couple Waffle Houses in Atlanta. Uh, You're hit or miss on which one you get there. Yeah. But we, I got into Jacksonville, North Carolina early one morning to surprise the wife. And uh, it was too early to wake her up. So Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? I'm going to kill some time. I'm going to go to Waffle House at three o'clock in the morning and get my breakfast. The AC is on full blast. All of the windows are completely watered over with condensation. And the lone employee of the Waffle House says, I ain't cooking. Cooking's not spelled right. And he is the, the one guy that works at the Waffle House is standing outside smoking a cigarette. And I wasn't going to call his bluff. Okay, man, you're not cooking. <laughs> I'm not staying because this... This is the one Waffle House in America I am choosing not to eat at because I just didn't think that was going to go good. I'm going to go to Denny's soon. I don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, I'm taking my chief of police out for breakfast one of these mornings. And, uh, and it's going to be at Denny's. Hmm. And uh, on the, wow, when's the last time you did that, T-Bone Clock? Again, in excess of 20 years since I've been at a Denny's. I don't, yeah, well, no. I know I went to a Denny's when I was in a school. So about 10 years ago, because there's a Denny's near the school. And and I'm sure they haven't changed much. One of the things we have here in central Pennsylvania is we still have actual operational pizza hut restaurants. Oh, with the, with the hut. Yeah. Actual. Yeah. And I know, I know what it's going to smell like when I go in there. I know what it's going to look like. It's going to have the bad Tiffany lamps. It's going to have the, the, the super hard plastic cup. Yes. Could you get me some of those? <laughs> uh, sir, what's with the purse? Don't judge me. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's full of cups. <laughs> uh, I don't know when I'm going to do the Pizza Hut thing, but that, that, that is what. I... Well, could you do a mukbang? <laughs> a mukbang <laughs> video from Pizza Hut. Yes. yes. Yes, I could do that. I will go in there with my light set up and a camera on a tripod. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You can't film in here. Don't tell me where to mukbang. I'll mukbang where I want to mukbang. <laughs> if Tony wants to mukbang. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, for new listeners, look, mukbang is this thing. It's a real thing. If it's you can figure come back. If you can figure out how to spell it, you can look it up. It's all over the YouTubes. It was very, and very TikTok. Oh, is it? Very Real? popular. Yeah, very popular in Asia, where people who are lonely and don't want to eat alone will sit and watch somebody else eat on camera. There's no context, there's no talking. It's just you're eating with another person. I've done some mukbang videos. We did one. Yes, we did live in front of a studio <laughs> audience. <weird. laughs> but uh, I I have failed so far in doing mukbang by myself because I spend so much time in front of the camera that when I'm in front of the camera, I know I need to talk to the camera. So when when you 
if, if you request a mukbang video with me, I'm going to give you your mukbang video, but it's going to be a conversation. It's going to be a one way conversation. I love this. I, yeah, I'm not, I want to do this. I think I can do this. Because oh, I've seen it, you, you I've seen it evolve over the years. Where like the comments will just go bling 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 bling. All the comments will go, but it's just one person. There's never another person in the video. So it, it would just be me, and I would know who you are, and I would talk to you while we eat. But wouldn't the next level of mukbanging? <laughs> it sounds strange as a verb. Wouldn't the next level of mukbanging actually be like? A virtual dinner with a friend. We could do that. Yeah, but we're too familiar. It's got to be awkward. It's got to be, it's got to be a stranger, someone I don't know anything about. It's like a virtual date mukbang hybrid mix. <laughs> and and to keep we it, we should for, just put it. We should just put it on the fan page and be like, win a win know, a free mukbang. Like, no, just do like <laughs> Post, post your 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 prettiest, weirdest, favoriteest picture of your food that you made, and whichever one gets the most upvotes gets to do a mukbang video with Tony, <laughs> and they have to eat whatever they made, and you eat bread, <laughs> something that you. <laughs> what if? What if we're thinking this through? What if I mukbanged? with any of our female listeners and you mukbanged with any of our male listeners it's oh. really not fair because you know everybody and i know you <laughs> here's worst case scenario for me worst case scenario for me is it's me and james having a virtual date <laughs> oh you like me sipping on these noodles buddy you like that <laughs> i love that for you <laughs> I went to physical therapy today, so I've been back and forth to the hospital. By the way, for you listeners with TRICARE, once upon a time, I had a sailor that was convinced he was going to get out of the Navy. He was going to become a Nassau County Sheriff, and uh, and he was, he was going to be a cop. He was going to be a sheriff there in Florida. He didn't have to do anything more for the Navy. Screw the Navy. I'm going to be a sheriff. But this sailor had four kids, and... I, I didn't do much to try to keep him in the Navy because if you don't want to be in the Navy, the Navy doesn't want you to stay. But if you've got a promising career in the Navy and you can go far and you have a family, you cannot not look at the cost of insurance for your family. It is one of the underrated benefits of being on the active duty military. Medical insurance is, is the primary reason why I joined the military because the person I was taking care of needed a lot of medical attention and I couldn't afford it. So it was, I, I joined for the medical. That was my reason. My recent trip to the ER, $5,000. Oh, yeah. That's the That's bill. Right. That was the bill. And there was no diagnosis. There was no treatment. It was a couple of tests and a, well, we don't know what's going on. Have a nice day. Five grand. $360 just for being a new patient. <laughs> Hello. Mind you, I had to fill. It's not like it's not like Susan is in the back trying to read my chicken scratch that I filled out on the clipboard. No, all my information, my whole record, all my stuff from TRICARE, I had imported into their portal. They had everything. No one was doing any in-processing of my paperwork. Except it you. Me, except me. And I paid $360 for that beautiful treasure of an experience mm. thank you mm. could i so glad i'm so glad so there's that my my cost do you know how much an mri costs in spain does it matter where you go do you know how much it costs? it's like 20 bucks an mri full with contrast is 120 euro yeah you can't beat that you can't beat that can't. Uh, okay. I, I don't have an itemized list of what they did to me but for five thousand uh, dollars they were very pleasant to me they let me fill out some paperwork they took an ekg they took a full blood panel, and they did a CAT scan and an MRI. That's what they did. And at the end of it, they don't know what's wrong. But there's still a bill for $5,000, of which TRICARE and their negotiated fee process got it down to something way more reasonable. And then my portion of that 
was only 150 bucks. Still, 150 bucks is a lot of money that That's I never and MRI <laughs> that I never had to pay on active duty. You know what though? Healthcare and college in America, two biggest ripoffs because whether you get a result at the end, you still have to pay way too much money. Did you finish your degree? No, but I paid. <laughs> I mean, yes, I have now, but you can pay hundreds of thousands of dollars. Co- college and, is the absolute biggest scam. Biggest and scam. And then, God forbid, you can't finish <laughs> because maybe you ran out of money because you had a health care issue. <laughs> my my daughters were both explained at a very early age. If you want to go to college, there's only two ways you're going to go to college. Number one is you're going to get a you're going to get a scholarship based on amazing grades. Number two, you learn the Marine Corps hymn. It's one of those two things. Okay, you're either going to march your ass into college or you're going to smart your ass into college. But that's the way you get in. <laughs> So both of my daughters won scholarships. Uh, both of my daughters were given Pell grants, and and I and they're six years apart. So when the oldest one went through, and still came out of college in debt, I didn't yeah. understand. I didn't understand how that could happen, because Eve, number one, the it's not that the first of all, college is a scam. The degree you get from Devry, from Phoenix. From well, not uh, from Phoenix because uh, they are not accredited any longer. <laughs> oh well, when they were accredited, my brother's degree is from Phoenix, from oh, okay. the the uh, Institute of Management and Technology from Devry. It is it doesn't matter. I I may be I may be uh, sharing some information with people out there that they may find useful, but if you went to the College of Grenada Medical School, and you come to America. You're still a doctor, whether you go to Yale, whether you go to Penn State, whether you go to the University of Mumbai, when you come to America, you have a piece of paper that says you are a doctor. Now, there may be state licensing issues and other things that you have to do, but no, nobody cares except those people who have gone to prestigious universities. Nobody cares what university you went to. And I use Grenada because Grenada did have a real medical school. And it was a real medical school filled with a bunch of uh, expats, Americans and British and things like that. And these people are, are still practicing in America. But in, in, in 1983, some communist sympathizers said they were going to take over the country. And, uh, and we sent a bunch of troops down there to say, no, you are not. And, and these students were freed. Uh, the, the movie Heartbreak Ridge has a excellent... Um, what's the uh, articulate way of saying lying? Uh, the movie Heartbreak Ridge has a wonderful fictional recollection of the actual events that occurred in Grenada in 1983. For a second, I thought you were going to talk about that Netflix movie, Purple Heart or whatever. It's called Purple Hearts. Nope. I, I'm not watching it. I'm not. It's the TRICARE movie. I, that's what we just keep calling it. That's, I love movie. that. I watched it. It's all the things. It's literally just, uh, you know what's going to happen. There's no secrets. You're like, oh, obviously this is it. The trailer is the whole movie. You don't need to see it anymore. It, so, is, exact, so it, it is exactly what you think. That's awesome. That's awesome. Purple Hearts, ladies and gentlemen. Watch Try the care. promo. Save yourselves the $5 in popcorn. The, uh, the popcorn is the best part. The movie that suckered me in, actually TV show that suckered me in. The Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh, The Man Who Fell to Earth. I'm interested. I recognize that actor. I don't know. know, Okay, Uh, let's see what it's about. Episode one. Very interesting premise. I like this. Episode two. Okay, you got me. I'm in. Let's do this. Episode three. Yes, I made a good decision. Episode four. If you want to see more, you have to pay. Ah, you got me. <laughs> you know what I just watched? I watched uh, Day Shift. Jamie Foxx. It's on Netflix. Vampire Slayer. It is hilarious. Snoop Dogg. The music is perfect. Day Shift. Day Shift. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have Showtime. Seven out of ten. <laughs> if no, you Netflix. have Showtime, I recommend The Man Who Fell to Earth. And if you have Netflix... Chick Brew is recommending Day Shift. 
trying to correct me while I'm trying to while I'm trying to consolidate. Ooh, I didn't even know Showtime was still a thing. <laughs> so I can continue watching the rest of this show that really did grab me in a great way. I was really enjoying it. Strong, powerful cast. Um, I'm going to have to Google this real fast but just so I have it on standby. It, there's a seven day free through through Amazon Prime. You can watch Showtime for seven days for free. But if I'm going to do that, I'm going to watch the new season of Dexter. So there has to be oh, there has yeah. to be a right time and place for me and the producer to sit down and get our old Dexter on. Because, man, we used to love Dexter. Love Dexter. The thing is, I live in America now. And for mm -hmm. so long, I lived in, let's just say, copyright uh, loose, very loose, loose, yeah. yeah. Uh, countries that the were very loose. Coca-Cola, <laughs> but it doesn't say Coca-Cola. It's just the Coca-Cola. Countries box. that were very loose with their copyright copyright enforcement. So you got yourself a VPN and you, and you downloaded and watched whatever you wanted to watch. And we watched everything using a VPN smartly. But you know there are people there are people in America who have gone to prison over over yes. downloading things. There, there was one man who, uh, I guess he jacked a cable box. I don't know what he did. Maybe he downloaded. Anyway, they find him an amount of money that he would never be able to pay, even if he lived a million years. It was like $30 million to a Waffle House waiter. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's okay. We're going to put you on an installment program as long as you play $5 a month for the next 75,000 years, you'll, you'll be caught up. No problem. Perfect. Perfect. How, how fun would it be that if you got a sentence like that, that you couldn't die until you paid your fine off? Uh, here, here we go. Uh, living, living another 50 years. Cause, uh, the body has completely broken down. It's just a brain in a jar. People. I don't know. The, We're just the, taking a, the GoFundMe. It makes no more money. The GoFundMe's change completely. The GoFundMe's are just this old, dying, decrepit individual. And it's the family like, please help us pay enough to get. <laughs> to take care what of family? grandpa's There's fine. No family left. <laughs> the neighbors, the, anybody that's mildly affected by the crib keeper walking up and down the street. And the crib keeper doesn't want to be here anymore. He's just trying to make a couple of bucks so that he can he can finally pass on. But HBO gave him, you know, $1,000 to help him pay off his fine so he announces their spooky shows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Ah, I should come up with more ideas like that. Ooh, we are we are running long. That's no problem. I I know some of it can be butchered up anyway. So you got uh, okay. Uh, we're getting ready to get into our segments, the segment phase. For those of you who regularly listen, are just things that we do all the time to kind of add some consistency to the show. I want to talk about you know, I, my physical therapy team. I go to see them today, and they're basically they're showing me these stretches. Now, I'm a Navy man of many, many years. I know all the good stretches. But they have different – they have civilian names for them, you know? Okay. Oh, you mean you mean that's not called a press-press fling? That's a, a two times and you're out? Okay, no problem. That's, I thought, you know. And then she's got me doing this one that's called the open book. And you've seen it before, your legs are turned to one side and your hands together on the right side and you take the hand, you move it all the way over to the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. and it's so real good. good for stretching out the lower lumbar and stuff like that. Well, before I heard it called the open book, what I have been calling it is the crime scene because the yeah. only relief I'm really finding uh, lately in my, with my issue is to get flat on my back as quickly as possible and then to kind of writhe around in pain in various positions until the attack goes away. The chalk outline. Yes, I'm doing the chalk outline because I unfortunately have responded to a lot of dead bodies. And none of them have, I've never found a dead body in the shape of a chalk outline. Not once. I cannot wait to do headlines. Because this is a perfect segue into that. <laughs> then we won't even go to the Wheel of Destiny. We'll go to headlines next. What do you got? 
murdered woman shocks beachgoers as a hyper-realistic sex doll washes up on the beach. This is nothing new. We, we have done your this. Favorite. We have done this story before, and and I have told all of my sex doll stories before. This and is a new one. It is a new one, but it's not new. Ladies and gentlemen, get yourself a hyper-realistic sex doll. Have a blast, but realize at some point you have to get rid of it. And when you get rid of it, whether it be because of a new girlfriend, <laughs> she is showing me a picture of the hyper-realistic sex doll. And the quality's not that good. I see like a leg and yeah, I'm, I'm not too fooled by that. Anyway. <laughs> You probably know more about sex dolls than, than I, the average. If I, I was do. walking down the street and I saw that, I'd be like, and it's time to nope right out of this beach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, and it's purely for uh, research purposes, research. of course. I, uh, Man of science. I've told, I've told the story of Nash- Natasha, my blow-up doll back in the uh, late 90s that I took with me everywhere. Because she was my prank doll. She was my, you know, she was my doll that I could sneak into a sp- space, blow her up, take some photos. I, I had fun with Natasha. I even left her for my command mass chief in my bedroom that he had to inspect with a love note on it for him. Failed miserably, never inspected my room the entire time I was gone. But when it comes to these new sex dolls, these, uh, these hyper-realistic sex dolls that are calling themselves, first of all, they're not... Because the material that they use to make these things is really dense. Yeah, it's really (laughs) dense. So to make like a five foot four woman, which is my perfect height woman, uh, a five foot four tall woman, she's going to she's going to weigh a lot more for what her shape is. So what do they do? They, They shape it down. So. It may be 5'4", but it's unrealistic in the proportions. And it's just, uh, it just doesn't do the same for you. It doesn't. So back to what we're saying. When it comes to these, when it comes to these hyper-realistic sex dolls, sex dolls when you get one, you're going to have to get rid of it. Even if you're not sexing it. Even if you're just keeping it as a companion. Eventually, you or your loved ones <laughs> are going to have to get rid of it. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness, man. I could have so much fun after I die. Well, technically, I wouldn't have fun, but I could make fun for a lot of people after I die. <laughs> Number one, you know, when it comes time to throw away all my clothes, you better check the pockets. There's going to be money. In I, I've been hiding money in my pockets for years for this one single purpose. So that when, you, when you're throwing away every memory of me that exists <laughs> and you forget to check the pockets, well, screw you. You, 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 you knew. You knew you should have checked I the pockets. I on your safety vest. <laughs> uh, so what, have we, what we know, no matter – you have to – you have to really think it through, like a like a good murder, like a good decision. It doesn't have to be murder. Like any good decision, you have to really think it through. Always got to have an exit plan. If you throw your sex doll out on the side of the road, which is a story we've talked about in the past, people are going to drive by. They're going to think it's a real body. They're going to call the cops. If you throw your sex doll in a dumpster, people are going to go put garbage in it or it's going to get dumped out at the dump. Somebody's going to see it. They're going to think it's a real body. If you drive around with it in the trunk of your car forever in a day until you die in a car accident and then it's double funny or until the day you sell it or until the day you get pulled over by the police and it's in the back. <laughs> I just had the best second retirement business idea for you. Here we go. Tony's reclaimed sex dolls. Oh my you God. The bodies. Oh my God. It's literally, you're alibis, alibis, alibis. It's you. Sometimes these business opportunities show up. You don't even know. You don't even know it's yeah. going to show up like this. All right. So here we go. <laughs> Sex dolls. No car can fit in. People come over. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I would not have a garage. I would not have a garage. Just the attic. Just the attic <laughs> is just full of bodies. I, <laughs> no, I would start my own body farm. <laughs> Just burying it in sex dolls. <laughs> Just be, be burying sex 
can't wait for my mom to listen to this and hear me say sex dolls too many times. <laughs> Even better, your mom. Oh, my mom would get a kick out of it. And then she'd yell at me later. Oh, do you have another headline for me? I do. This what you got? Italy's oldest student graduates again, age 98. Not uncommon in Italy and in Spain for people to stay in school for very, very long periods of time. Not uncommon. But 92, you said? Eight. 98. Uh, Nona, Nona needs to get another hobby, okay? She's a she's a great grandmother. Well, here's why. Here's the truth on why great grandma, great Italian grandma, was still going to school in her late nineties. Do you want to know the reason why? I do. All of her kids are at home. All of her kids are in the freaking house because Italian men in Italy don't leave mama until at least thirty five. And you know who you are. You're listening right now. I'm not going to say your name. I'm not going to say your name. But you know you're still living with your mother. And you know how old you are. And I don't hold that against you. I think it's a lovely thing. But there's a time, gentlemen. There is a time when you have to cut the umbilical cord and spread your wings and fly. Now, your mama's not going to let you fly because she likes having you there. But eventually... You, you got to go. You got to go do things. And when is that? When do you know for sure it's time to leave the house? When your 94-year-old mother is a freshman in college. That's when. <laughs> She's trying to tell you without actually telling you, son, it's time you go. Now, there are probably five people in our audience who are thinking I am talking specifically about them. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> this goes out to you. No, I'm not. I, I don't believe I, I know too many people in that situation. But that is a true fact. Italian men are known are for, and that's just a family thing. It's a cultural thing. They stay at home with their parents, literally until they move into their new home with their wife. And is it... Was it Italy or was it Korea where I think it's Korea where like the uh, the parents. So you, you, you live in a house and you've lived there all your life and you're getting ready to get married. So the parents like move all of their stuff up to the, the top floor and you get the second floor and they all generations of families living in one house, which which is cool. But, you know, it all depends on if you're brought up that way, I can understand living that way. But Americans aren't brought up that way. And I don't care how many uh, mobile homes you put on top of one another. Having grandma uh, three mobile homes up, uh, well, (laughs) younger and younger, (laughs) having grandma in the living room. (laughs) It uh, it is not something the American culture is ready for, uh, nor I don't. It's something we would never do, I, I don't think. But to those who are doing it. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> the way uh housing a lack of housing is now it might it might be if i move back to america i would definitely well, I, you know is, it is i would definitely do that i see it i i see people who for one reason or another uh they they made a, a right turn at albuquerque instead of that left and and they end up living with their parents as adults and i lived with my mom before i went to boot camp i've been out of the house for a while i lived with her while my dad was going to school, or no, he was working, but out of Houston. So I live with my mom in San Antonio. I I think it's, I wouldn't call it a double-edged sword, but I mean, I know people in their 40s and 50s who've had to move back with their parents and and, and you do it, nobody, I don't think anybody does it like willingly. I don't think anybody's like, you know, it would be a great idea, Ma, if I came to live with you. You know, I don't think anybody just like jumps into it. But I think there's, there's benefit to it at that point in life. Because you need time to get past whatever the situation is that puts you back in your parents' house and, and, and as an adult. And, and it gives you time. So, you know, I talk about it a lot. You know, the only real regret that I've had throughout my career is I didn't spend more time with my family. 
whether whether right. it's my daughters, whether it's my mom, my dad, my brothers. I uh, prioritized work over family, and, and it's one of the things I, I regret. It's really the only thing I regret throughout my career. And it's the one of the thing I, the one of the things I counsel young people about when they join the military. Yes, the military is important. Dedicate yourself to the military. Do everything the military wants you to do and then some. But find balance. Find a way to, you know, spend more time with those that you love. And and I think for those people who do have to move back in, I think there's a great opportunity to capitalize on time. If it's like a, a person who lives on a submarine, right? They appreciate sunlight more than any other sailor <laughs> I know. Bubbleheads appreciate sunlight because they see less of it. Right. Whereas a surface sailor sees sunlight all the time and doesn't think anything of it. And I think if you're always with your parents, you don't think anything of it. But when you're not with them, you realize later on, unfortunately too late, that you should have spent more time with them. That I really love that time with my mom. We used to drink wine on the patio. There was a bunny rabbit that moved into their backyard and we would toss blueberries to it and it would nibble them. And then one time there was an owl in the backyard. Nice. And the owl went for the bunny, didn't get the bunny, but like had swooped down kind of into our space. And my mom <laughs> jumped up went inside and shut the door and locked it <laughs> and that was the last time they drank wine on the patio wait you're still outside she I was so <laughs> those motherly instincts kicked in no <laughs> you're an adult yourself. now you're on your own <laughs> <laughs> and i was like but why did you lock it I, I have a great uh, hawk and bunny story that I've never got to tell before, so I'm using this opportunity. I come home to my house there in Kings Bay, Georgia one day, and when I pull up, there's a dead rabbit in my yard. And, and, and it's blood and, and, and fur and everything. It's, it's, a, it's definitely dead. There's no resuscitating uh, Roger Rabbit here. And on the awning, not the awning, what is the, on the gable of my house, there is a red hawk with his wings outstretched this is a giant bird because he's on the top gable of the house. He must be eight feet across. Wings completely outstretched. I pull up. I get out of my car. I look at the dead rabbit. I look up at the hawk. I look at the dead rabbit. I look up at the hawk. The hawk's looking at me. And I'm like, pick up your mess, I said to the hawk. <laughs> I was like, you did this. I knew you did this. Pick this stuff up and get it out of my yard. And he just looked at me with those wings spread out. Like, you really you really want to tell me what to do? You talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? I'm about to put some uh, holes in your roof with these giant talons. Do you really want to talk to me like that? That was, that was a giant bird. All right, so we've done our headlines. And we were going to go into something next you had just mentioned. Well, since we can't figure it out, there's one way to make a decision around here. cooked breakfast tacos i did tell me about your breakfast delicious. taco experience mostly like i love anything that is an excuse and a tool to put salsa into my face and i make pretty good salsa so i love making breakfast tacos because i will just take the tortilla <laughs> whatever tortillas were left over cheese and salsa and i make a little ring so then all the cheese kind of holds the salsa in so it's really just like a salsa taco. I love salsa. These were meatless tacos? Well, the ones I ate were, but the ones I sold, I did bacon and bacon, egg and cheese, and then um, potato egg and cheese. Again, I, I know this is your business, and I'm sure you sold out because yeah, people will buy anything. I just think you can up your game. I think the food from a chef should be more than what the second class association can put together. It's, it's time and space. Yeah, but you're trained. Yeah. You're you no, are just literally a don't certified <laughs> certified culinary specialist. You could do this. Right. Oh, culinary specialist. <laughs> I really need like a 
another full refrigerator. And a staff. And a staff. Yes. A couple of people to put things together. I uh, I have no real food. Uh, I This is what I have to offer. I went to the Waffle House. I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I... It's uh, it, it it's August in uh, Central Pennsylvania, so corn is insanely cheap, Ooh. insanely cheap. Six ears for two dollars, but you got to shuck it yourself. Or oh, that's the best part. If you're uppity, you can spend five dollars on two ears that are shucked. No, thank you. I'll shuck these myself. And uh, Go shuck yourself. I did shuck myself, and I uh, put them in the Instapot. It, it literally they're cooked in three minutes. I cook them with a uh, uh, half a stick of butter with garlic powder, pepper, and that's it. That's the base. Yeah. And I do that for three minutes, and in three minutes, every kernel in that corn is infused with garlic and butter. You don't need to yes. put on any extra butter. And I nailed it this time in that every single kernel, came completely off the cob like i could just it it was so well cooked i could have plucked each one out of there but every bite i took took every piece of corn completely out it was i mean i'm not patting myself on the back too much here it was the best corn no it wasn't it wasn't because i used a different butter it was the best corn in the world (laughs) i used some amish butter uh, which is just butter with the word Amish on it. And it didn't flavor it as much as the other butter that I used. I didn't notice that uh, one drawback. Didn't have those chemicals in it. Yeah, so when I'm using all natural butter, I guess I need to kick up, butter for the win. kick up the amount of butter, yes. So, <laughs> All right, so that's it. We talked about food. That's what we do. And next, we're going to go to... It's very weird on the sound on that one so i have to pull the sound down so i don't blow my head out with the earphones but then i throw in the book of everything while it's playing and uh and i think i shout too much anyway ladies and gentlemen it is the book of everything a hard covered book right here with a bunch of facts of things that you probably never ever knew and in some cases you probably never wanted to know if you go back to a recent episode and find out that beavers have translucent eyelids. Yes, some and things you only us and elephants have chins. And... It gets me. <laughs> Lives rent free in my brain. I had somebody say the other day something. Uh, they, you know, the the monkey chin, and I'm like, nope, monkeys don't have chins. <laughs> Wrong again, Ernie. Monkeys, monkeys do have chins. No, they don't. All right. Yeah, I I saw the first word in this fact from the book of everything, and I knew this would be something for the kids. And our, could you? You know, we have a a bunch of kids that listen to the show. Uh, Great. We talked about sex dolls. (laughs) (laughs) You may have to put a PG. But we didn't use any bad (laughs) words. You're gonna have to put a a parental guidance. I cannot. I cannot go back and bleep out the every time we said the word sex. So it would just be boop dolls. And another boop dolls. That might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can, but I'm not going to. Here we go. Our first fact of the day: gorillas and potatoes <laughs> have two more chromosomes than people. Gorillas and potatoes have two more chromosomes than human beings. Potatoes. Potatoes. Those complex little buggers. And gorillas. Very complex buggers. Potatoes and gorillas have two more chromosomes than people. Uh, Obviously, those chromosomes are in... But no chins. uh, Those chromosomes are in vastly different places on the DNA, that's for sure. (laughs) And then... Aren't uh, aren't people of special needs born with an extra chromosome? Who? They have special needs people, like severely special oh, needs people, aren't well, they? I don't. <laughs> I think they have like one extra chromosome that makes them that way. I don't. So, I'm, I don't know. So they're like 
one more chromosome away from being either a gorilla or a potato. How could you I, imagine that? How do you, how do you look that up? <laughs> imagine statistically <laughs> something happened where the, you did get a person with an extra chromosome that was born with an extra, extra chromosome and out comes a baby gorilla. Mama's got some explaining to do. Oh, my but... brain is just spiraled. <laughs> Spiraling. But not as much explaining as she'd have to do if a potato came out. There. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Questions and answers. Did you go to Idaho? Uh, the second fact. The second fact of the day today from the book of everything. The average person who lives to be 75 will have spent six years dreaming not i because it is 1 17 in the morning and guess what i'm not doing oh my goodness we're rolling through the show as fast as we can get through it <laughs> no we're not we're having the best time ever <laughs> well we've done everything we need to do with the exception of birthday boost so let's uh let's find out who had birthdays this week and knock this out Oops, you're not invited in your birthday boost this week. Just as a reminder to everybody who doesn't know, every week what we do is we find our friends and our family who have celebrated birthdays in the, the times that we are uh, doing this show. And if uh, they're special and they're participants and they're awesome and we want to give them a birthday boost, we say a little bit extra, a little more amazing things about them. And if, they're, if they don't, well, then uh, we just kind of, um, you know, mention their name. So you either get a birthday boost or... What's the other thing we call it? Honorable mention. An honorable mention. <laughs> so, as always, you get to go first. Who is your birthday boost? First up is Erin. Erin! Hello! I, <laughs> I work with at the Liberty Center. She and her husband are about to PCS back to the States, going to Virginia area. I'm going to miss her. She's like the last of my girl homies that I worked with, and now it's just me and a bunch of new people. Mmm, man, I'm looking at my list right now, and it looks like it's going to be a good time to be a lady on T-Bone's uh, birthday boost uh, picks for the week. Why? Why? Because the number one, birthday, uh, number one person getting a birthday boost is Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Lucy Trabeando. Trabeando. I never actually tried to pronounce her last name before. I just always saw it. Lucy Traviando is my sister-in-law. And she married the worst one of my three brothers. So she is... <laughs> she is technically, you know, she has started the process to sainthood because she... <laughs> in the canonization process, one of the things you have to do is you got to perform a miracle. And uh, she turned around, my, my third brother, uh, from, from being a no-good uh, rapscallion... <laughs> scallywag. Uh, being a scallywag, no-good rapscallion, uh, she turned him around, and she is a, a, a lovely lady who's been nothing but awesome for him. They have a wonderful relationship. I love her very much, and I, I couldn't say nicer things more. And in my best Tejano, I'm going to say Feliz Campianos. That wasn't that wasn't really good. Fadis is correct. Cumpleaños. That's yeah. That's the way I should have said it. Yeah, I don't know what that other word. Cumpleaños. All right. So uh, and uh, when we get to my second one, she also gets something in Spanish. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Who is your second birthday boost for this week? I have seen this guy lick. <laughs> Uh, you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> After working in the sun for five hours in the Texas heat, I've also witnessed this man run through a hot wax car wash. Uh, I've watched him do a lot of things while drinking. I've also watched him quit drinking, start working out, and lose a lot of weight. And I didn't even recognize his Facebook picture when I saw it the other day. Uh, Brian Helvinka, that guy is doing amazing things. Happy birthday, my dear friend. I love you and I miss you. Oh, you know what? That one deserves a cheers. That was really pretty good. 
takes me too long to find these buttons sometimes. <laughs> so uh, my final birthday boost of the week, and I'm just going through the list, man. There's a lot of great people who I'm going to get to wish happy birthday to as an honorable mention. But for this one, um, Diana White. Now, of course, you would think with a last name like White, well, she probably is. But she's not because she married in to the White Boys. She married my friend Paul White. Diana, who comes from one of my favorite countries in the world, Colombia. She, wow, you want to talk about just a... Just a, a person that walks into the room and lights the place up. She smiles. Everybody smiles. She talks. Everybody listens. Everybody loves Diana because she's an amazing person and, uh, and people want to be around her. And for the life of me, I cannot pull her hash name out of my brain. But she's also a hasher, and I've run many, many miles with her, and I love her, and I love her husband. They're an amazing couple. I live vicariously through them, and she is probably the coolest Colombian I know. And I say that to say, I sure wish we were having a beer together today. You're amazing. Feliz cumpleaños. Yes? Cumpleaños. Sí, señor. All right. <laughs> How about in your honorable mentions? Who you got for us this week? Uh, Holly Farrell, Jackie Moreland, Keisha Benjamin, Meg Hanley, and Eddie Gutierrez. Eddie Gutierrez. Uh, Jody the third. I think you know Jody. Jody Paulette. She, uh, she used to be the big lady at the Family Service Center over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jody. I she, do. Jody with the triplets. And, uh, you know, I watch them on Facebook, and man, those triplets are growing up. Uh, my friend Doreen Hendrick, Hen uh, I guess I never tried to pronounce her name before either. My friend Doreen Hendrick. My friend Doreen, <laughs> it's, uh, it's her birthday. Uh, my, my perpetual work crush. One of the most awesome female leaders I ever got to experience in my career. I'm sorry if that sounds like a birthday boost. Actually, a lot of hashes on this list this week. Uh, Paula Nicase is celebrating her birthday. Uh, coincidentally, the same day my youngest daughter is celebrating her birthday. Oh. And uh, now I feel like an idiot because, you know, she doesn't put her birthday on the Facebooks. So it didn't pop up in my list of birthdays. But, of course, she would have been more than an honorable mention had I thought that through. Robert Mertz, Pat Dronker. So we talked about Pat just last week with his armadillo grenade bomb thingies. Uh, Larry Ball and Daniela LaCaire, uh, one of my old friends. Oh, shoot. The Edge. The Edge is celebration his birthday. Oh, you don't know the Edge. <laughs> Dif different AFN family. Daniel Edgington was my uh, producer monkey in uh, my AFN Siganilla crew. Ben Hanna and Jason Nussman. Carrie Kellogg. Jackie Ann. Vicky Bao. Wow, great names this week. So we got a lot of... Vicky Bao was not born in 1940, girl. You are not fooling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot to mention uh, a great comedian, great friend, Matt Lumpkin. Uh, celebrating his birthday. I so, love that last name. Oh my God. Lumpkin? Yeah, sometimes I call uh, Rupert Little Lumpkin when he's all curled up in a ball under a blanket. I, I've i known him so long and I've only known him by that name. I believe that's his actual name. Oh, it's a good last name. Ah, okay, well, good job, good job on having a great it. name. Happy birthday, friends and family all. And if you're a listener and you didn't get a shout out or a happy birthday, you know what? You just need to become Blame more. Tony. Ah, yeah. You just got to get a little bit more active on the AFN uh, Facebook. No. Jeez, Lord! No, don't I give them credit. Screwed that up. You just got to give. You just got to give us a a little more um, interaction on the T Bone and Chick Brew uh, Facebook page, or as always. You can call us on the hotline. It's your T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. You used to call me on my... 904-385-3977. You used to, you used to... That's it. That's how you be a part of the show. You play through the AFN. Jeez, why do I keep saying that? You play, because I've been trained like a monkey. Uh, you, you play through the... T-Bone and Chick Brew 
Facebook page. You can find us by searching the T-Bone and Chipper Show or by searching the hashtag L-U-N-S-B. That's Lunsby. And if you don't know what Lunsby means, you can, you can ask that question on our Facebook group. The other way is to participate on the hotline. You can call. You can leave a message. If it's funny or educational, we might use it in the show. If it's not, we will definitely listen to it. And if there's anything you want us to talk about or you're, anything you're, uh, you're interested in, you want to hear us our take, whatever it is, yeah, you put it on the hotline and we'll listen to it and uh, we'll get back to you one way or the other. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, if you're taking the time to listen to this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode. We work real hard on putting them together, making them fun, making them entertaining. And as always, we guarantee at least one laugh an hour. If not for you, sure enough for me, because I laughed a lot this time. We had, I had a great time, Chick Brew. I know I've kept you up late because we don't normally record on this day. So I thank you and I love you for your patience. And I remind You're everybody. Welcome for my service. <laughs> I remind everybody, as I remind you every week, just be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. You're a little, a little slow on that. Don't forget that you are loved. <laughs> Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.